Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Good day and welcome to the Perspectives Podcast by Essence Learning. So I am your host for the day. My name is Erica Johnson. I am the owner of Start Here, a small business management consulting firm. And I am joined by a phenomenal panel, Ms. Raquel Bonds and Kikati Kikillian. Um, and so I, we're here today to talk about the keys to successful entrepreneurship. Um, just last year alone, more than 5.4 million individuals took the leap of faith to launch a brand new business. Um, so we're here today to talk about the ins and outs of owning your own business. Go ahead, grab your pen and paper, turn the volume up, and let's get it started. Um, so ladies, can you talk to me a little bit? Let's introduce ourselves and share about um, our businesses. Um, can we start with you, Ms. Raquel? Hi, I'm Raquel Bonds Wright. I'm a real estate broker here in Texas. I don't know how far this goes, but in Texas and Georgia. And I'm the owner of Realty House, the broker, uh, the owner of the Brokers Realty House, and my team, Raquel Bonds Realtors, and of the Raw University. Nice. Okay, thank you for sharing. We're so happy to have you here today. Um, you have over 20 years of experience in the real estate industry, so we're super excited to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. Miss um, Kiati, do you want to share your? Yes, I do. Thank you so much, Erica. My name is Kiati Kokillian, and I am the owner of Kaylee Productions and Events, as well as Lady Legacy Properties and Property Management. So, yes, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right into it and share with our viewers, um, in your opinion, what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur? Like what qualities and what characteristics does it take um, to be successful as an entrepreneur? I'll let you start, Ms. Harkill. Okay, I'll start. Um, let's see, so I took me some notes. And <laughs> so basically, um, for me, when I started off in business, I was young. I'm still young. And I remember my father telling me, you need to go work for a company for 25 years and retire. And that like really frustrated me. I was so frustrated because I knew that I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't want to be a nurse. I didn't want to do all of that. I knew that business is where I wanted to be. And for to hear him not really listen. And so finally out of frustration with respect, I was like, why can't I own the company? And for my father, it was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. You can own the company. So for me, it starts with the mindset, a mindset of what you want, what, you know, what you want to see for yourself. For me, it was like, if you teach whatever I learned, you teach me, I'm going to kill it, whatever it is. So for me, what does it take to be successful? I think it starts with our mindset, what you want, what you what you see, what's the vision that God is giving you and, and running with it. So I think it starts with mindset to be successful. I absolutely agree. I mean, you have to um, entrepreneurship is not for the week of heart. Right. So you absolutely have to have that grit and that growth mindset to 
be able to face all the challenges that come along with entrepreneurship. Um, Kiati, what do you think, what characteristics do, would you say an entrepreneur needs to be successful? I would say a few things. I would like to piggyback off of Ms. Raquel. She's right, you have to have the mindset to first want to be an entrepreneur. And then second, you have to be consistent. Right. Um, and starting a business, is, it's not easy. Right. Sometimes you don't have customers or clients. Right. So <laughs> you have to be consistent yes. as well as you have to know how to execute. And for myself, I pride myself on being a doer. Right. I just don't have the vision. I just don't have the dream. I'm going to find a way to execute. Right. And so I think that's what has helped me as an entrepreneur is that the dedication passion, the mindset, and then also being a doer, executing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Because you can have the mindset, but if you don't have the action to go with the mindset mm -hmm. and that consistency, um, then you won't be successful. So That's absolutely. Um, now that you guys have been, you know, that you successfully launched your businesses and you've had some experience as an entrepreneur, um, what would you change anything or did you learn anything specifically that you'd like to share with our viewers? I would never change it. I wouldn't ever change it. Agreed. The only way I would ever change being an entrepreneur, my own business, if God says stop doing it. Right. If God don't tell me to stop doing it, I'm gonna keep doing what I do because I feel this is what he called this is what he called me to do. Amen. <laughs> That's just what I believe. <laughs> That's just what yeah. I believe. I agree. I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Erica. No, go right ahead. Yes, I agree. Um, I have to be totally transparent and honest. And I, I actually, um, I stand, I'm an advocate for this, right? Being an entrepreneur helped me on my personal journey, right? My personal growth, my personal healing, because you cannot run a business and not be in a good mental space, right? You can't operate out of trauma. You have to be in a healthy space in order to be a business owner. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't change anything. I went through a lot of growing pains and I'm so grateful to God for everything that I've been through because it has helped me become who I am today in my business. And absolutely, I, I love that you guys answered that way because it shows our viewers that um, it's not always perfect, that there will be times where um, you will have some situations that you didn't handle the best or you didn't um, excel in the way that you wanted to excel, but to not live by regrets, right? So to know mm -hmm. that you endured those hard times. Um, I know, Kiata, you spoke earlier about not having clients in the beginning and things like that, and you have to be consistent. So knowing that you're just doing your best each and every day and you're putting your best foot forward mm -hmm. and not living by any regrets. So I love that you guys answered it in that mm -hmm. way. Um I know one of you mentioned passion. Let's talk about passion and like how that influences your entrepreneurial journey. I don't know if I'm on the screen. Am I still on the screen? I couldn't see. I was like, <laughs> my, my computer went out a little bit. So passion, I'm gonna let you go from the young, from the young perspective. I'm the old lady, I'm the old lady in the room. <laughs> I would say for me, um, my passion is creating generational wealth, right? Um, having that financial freedom. I'm a mother of three boys, one being six and two being three. I have twin boys. So um, my mom passed away when I was 14 years old. I kind of had to grind and learn and grow, you know, at 14. So I want to be able to set my children up, right, for success. Um, so that's my passion. And also my passion, like I say, is just having the emotional fulfillment, right? 
And like I said, my business is I finally found emotional fulfillment in what I'm doing. So that fuels my passion. That's awesome. Rico, do you want to share about your passion? So for me, when I started out uh, dinosaur years ago, I'm just joking. When I started <laughs> out, <laughs> I didn't want to be an employee. Now, I was an employee before, mm -hmm. you know, 23, 24, but I just did not want to work for a company. I just, my passion was, I, I can't do that because then they get to decide if they want to fire me. They get to make the decision, right. uh, or you need to be here this day. And I, to me, it was too much control over my life. Mm -hmm. um, I did it, like I said, I did it in the beginning, but once I decided like, this is not, I'm not vibing with this. So that's what did it for me. And the hard part for us back then, we didn't have social media. See, mm -hmm. now you have, so they have social media, like you can become a millionaire overnight if you understand social <laughs> media. See, that's in right. our time, it was like, I don't remember what stuck sort of uh, social media, I don't even know we had it. I think they had some MySpace or something back then. But back then, you really had to grind. See, right now, you can grind and have grind and get away with it. When I got into it, it was like paved the ground. Like, you got to get out here and do it. You got to make people believe that, hey, I'm rock. I know you don't see me, you know, in all these places. You know, we really had to work hard to get out there. And for my passion was, I just felt there was a need. I didn't want to work for another company and I saw a need. Once I got into the mortgage industry, back then interest rates, I got in the mortgage industry first, it was 18% interest rates. Black people didn't understand home ownership back then. Mm. So for me, when I when I was blessed to get into it, um, an 18% interest rate, not knowing nothing about mortgages, even though we grew up in a home that we owned, my mother bought our home at 20, my mother and father bought their home at 20 years old. Um, my passion became at that point. I need to help other black people understand that we need to be in ownership. It it made me think like these guys don't know really what's going on. Everybody around me was was not our our, our complexion. And so my passion changed from not being an owner to a, not being an employee to an owner to I have to help my people. Mm -hmm. So my passion changed um because we were behind we, we were we were we were behind you did not find a lot of black people that were in home ownership they were in 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 uh rental so then at that point my 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 focus and passion changed to i gotta help people there's a need and i have to fulfill it so um you bring up a good point that sometimes you're on one path and then um either your passion changes, the market changes, um, society changes in terms of what's popular, what's not popular. Like, what advice would you offer to entrepreneurs who are facing change and how to handle that change or how to um, reset their business in a way to continue to be successful? I would say first read the book, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? <laughs> it's gonna talk to you about change. Um, you have to change with times. I would say rewrite your business plan. Re start with rewriting your business plan and your vision and your goals. Like our market has changed. If, if people are people are trying to figure out like groceries are going up, gas is going up. In life, everything there's always going to be a change. If you think everything is going to stay the same, you're mistaken. So to prepare for machine starts back with the mindset. Okay, thing is going to change. Less, you're going to have to become a problem solver. Mm 
You're going to have to become a problem solver and figure out how to solve the problem that's at hand. Business okay. is nothing but problem solving a problem. That's all entrepreneurship is. That's all that's owning a business is, is solving problems for the people and yourself, yourself and the people. So I would say revisit the vision, see what's happening and figure out how to solve the pro how to solve the problem. Kiari, do you have anything to add to that? I do. Um, I would say become a necessity, you know, become mm -hmm. something that the world needs. Right. Yep. Be creative. Yep. You know, um, that's my biggest thing. You, how can you make people need your services? Right. Yep. You got to think about COVID. COVID changed the world. OK, a lot of business, businesses that were, you know, in business for 20, 30 years, completely wiped out today. Right. Yeah. Because they were not they didn't come up with a strategy to become a necessity. Right. Or make much mm -hmm. say, go with the times. Right. Okay. So you have to become a necessity. You have to be something that the world needs. As Solve, Solve problems. Yes, right. right. So, <laughs> so being flexible and adaptable to um, this ever-changing world is, is ever changing. Um, so you guys talked about. I'm sorry. What was that? I was saying it's changing some more with technology, right? They're trying to replace yes, for sure. workers at McDonald's, you know. So, mm -hmm. you gotta stay relevant. Yes, and stay it is definitely an ever-changing. And continue to stay educated. That's we, right. we we get in our business and we get stagnant. You with change, you have to continue learning That's because right. learning will prepare you for change. I remember being in college when you took a lot of those courses. A lot of them it was talking about marketing. It talked about global economy. It talked to you, and if you go back and look at global economy, back in in the times, you could see that we always went through something: recessions, depression. You know, the market crashing. There's always change. So you always have to be ready. You have to be ready yes. for change. That's right. Yes. Yeah. You have to be prepared Stay and you have confident. to be confident to face it. Confident in your preparation to face it as well. Right. Um, so you guys talked about business plans and strategies. Let's share with our viewers the steps to start a business, what it takes to set up your business. Ooh, there's a lot of steps. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, pray and decide. I know some people have hobbies, but hobbies can also turn into a business. So, you know, for me, my step would be is let me see your business plan. Let me see your business plan and that'll let me know where you're going. The Bible tells you, write the vision, make it plain so that people may see it. They will be able to run with it. So you got to be able to run with your own vision as well. So I would say start with the plan. So yeah. with your business plan your marketing strategies, and then also mm -hmm. in that business plan, putting there what happens if the market crashes? How will your business survive? What happens if we go into a pandemic? How will your business thrive? Um, so I would say starting your business, start with the business plan. I agree. Everything is in your business plan. That is, Every you have to write it out. And I'm like, Miss Raquel, you have to pray over it too. Right. Because you want to make sure that God is leading you. And this is the purpose that he has for you. Right. Because if it is, everything is going to succeed. Everything is going to fall in your lap. Opportunities left and right. Right. So I agree. I agree. Writing out your business plan, praying over and making sure that this is what God has for you. And then, you know, start getting everything in order. Get your paperwork in order. Get your LLCs, all of that good stuff there. Start looking for funding. It's so yeah. much funding out here for black and brown people. They don't even understand. So utilizing right. the resources to help you fund your business. 
is huge. Yes. And she hit it on the nail. SBA, if anybody, the SB, there's an SBA here in San Antonio. Yes. They is. have so many resources. And like she just said, they have business funding for black women. Mm -hmm. They have business funding. They also have in there, they have a resource center that you can go in and they will help you through your whole business. They it have so much yes. to go to that development center. Yes. And it's, and don't forget the, the greatest part about it. It's free. It's free. Yes. Yes. And so there <laughs> is an SBA. Um, just to share with our viewers, there is an SBA. Every state um, has an organization. So um, just Google your state and small business association and you'll be able to find those resources. Um, you can also just Google grants um, and then type in your demographics. So if you are a female, if you are a minority, if you um, have military associations, things of that nature, type in your demographics and yeah. then just type grants. Also type in your um, the field or your discipline that you're working in and see mm -hmm. what's available to you. So there are, there are um, tons of opportunities in terms of securing the financials for your business. Um, also, be sure to consult with um, a CPA or an attorney. Again, those are um, available free through the SBA, but in, so that you know how to set up your business structure. So what structure works best for your business? Um, do you require, does your business require any licensing? Things of that nature. Um, so that you make sure that you start out on the right foot and then you aren't um, on the tail end paying for any mistakes that come from not setting up your business properly and things of that nature. So make sure that you are consulting with experts and professionals um, and you don't always have to pay for those consultations. So look for those free opportunities as well um, so that you can set your business up the right way. Right. Um, something. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ms. Argel. I'm, I'm definitely with you. That was in my notes. CPA, a good mm -hmm. attorney, mm -hmm. you know, have a good attorney on hand. I'm still trying to find some more good attorneys. You know, all of that stuff plays a part because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about taxes. I don't do taxes That's every day, right. but there are some great tax CPAs that know exactly what to do. Um, and then, and then, like you said, if you have the right, if you should be an LLC or should you be an S corp? I realized some years ago I needed to be an S corp. A S corp is best for my business. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I made my other business is better as an LLC. So it just depends. You got to know what's going to work for you, especially if you're doing payroll. That's if you right. have payroll, you definitely want to be, but that's for the CPA. I'm not going to step on his toes. <laughs> and and then, you know, and then insurance, make sure your, your insurance, your business is insured correctly. Yes. You know, thankfully I had the right, you know, insurance agent that knew how to insure my business, my, the, the place that the location that I'm at, you want to make sure you have all that stuff in place. And I think SBA will be a good place to, uh, as a good resource to start at. Mm -hmm. Because if there's a service that they can't provide, they will certainly have referrals and resources yeah, um, yeah. for you available. So I'm sorry, yeah. Kiyadi, I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. Were you going to add to that? No, I just wanted to throw in something. So a lot of people don't know. I recently learned from my business partner, half of the uh, owner of Lady Lexi Properties, about Legal Shield, right? So I recently signed up. Okay, Legal Shield is amazing. They have a, a bunch of lawyers on hand. Literally for $44 a month, they will review any contract, help you with any legal questions. A lot of business owners need to learn more about Legal Shield. It's an amazing service, service that is offered. So I definitely encourage every business owner to look into it. Yeah. And, and then have some reserves. Have some money set yeah. aside. <laughs> yes, agree. <laughs> money set aside. Agree. Have some money set aside. I know. Agree. 
I just have to tell this quick story. I had a lady that come to me that was look just just recently came to me looking for a commercial property. She wanted to start a business. She's doing very well at home. She's killing it. And so when we sat down and I said, so what are you looking for? And she said, well, I need this. And I'm going on, I'm taking all the notes. And then she said, I said, do you have your first one last month? Do you have your, you know, six, these three to six months? Do you have this? And she was like, no, they just told me to come find a building. No, we can't find a building. We need a hundred and some thousand dollars to build out. We need 154. We need this, you know, let's start in the right direction, you know, but make sure when you start, you have money set aside that can take care of your own personal household. Cause Agreed. that's, big. that's a, that's, that's major. Agreed. Um, I think you bring up a good point. I recently learned and I set my business up in this way as well. It is um, basically the profit revenue um, systems. And so um, a lot of people think I'll just be my own, my own, I'll run my own business, be my own boss, I'll make tons of money. But sometimes you go through periods where as the owner, you don't get paid from your business. You're reinvesting the money back into your business. Um, and so that's important for you to be able to to know and to plan ahead for that, to possibly have other streams of incomes for those periods of time that you're not getting a paycheck, quote unquote, from your business. Um, and so being willing to um, skip those funds and, and invest those funds back into your business, I mean, that's important. Those are the things that you're saving for is to be able to branch out from home to a brick and mortar. Um, and let's talk a little bit about that as well. How important is a brick and mortar and how um, do you prepare to move from home to brick and mortar if that's the, the way that your business is headed? I think it depends on the business. I really do. Um, uh, I know both she and I both are in real estate. I'm not sure if you do real estate as well. Uh, I have an office. I have a brick and mortar. Uh, I love to go to the brick and mortar. I love to work from the office. I, I have an office here at the house, but I rather work in my office for me if I have to go into the office. But a lot of people don't don't need to go into brick and mortar. And if you don't have to have that expense, don't do it. Um, but I think it depends on the business. Um, I think that's how you make the decision. Can I successfully, after the pandemic, it taught a lot of people that they could literally do business from their house. Um, so I think it depends on your, if whatever business you're in, if you should go to brick and mortar. And then I would also know that make sure you have those numbers because those, that when you're dealing with brick and mortar, they don't care if you had a hard time at home. They don't care if you can't pay your mortgage. If you don't That's pay right. that rent, they're going to lock you out and keep your stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think it absolutely depends on the business. I am the opposite of you. I prefer to work from home. Um, however, I do have like a dedicated space for that. So I will say if you are working from home, be sure that you have a space where you can be productive and efficient, that you don't have tons of distractions um, and things like that. Um, and, and that's just one of the things that, you know, having that dedicated space, that's one of the ways to ensure that you are um, efficient. How do you guys make sure that you are efficient in your business? For me, for me, I, I, discipline is, you have to be disciplined. You just, you truly, truly just have to be disciplined, right? And um, for me, like you said, I have a dedicated workspace, but I also sometimes like to get out the house, right? Because at home, sometimes you can get comfortable, right? So <laughs> you have to be disciplined. And those, the days that I'm really, really tired, I say, you know what? I'm going to go to the Pearl, give me a nice scenery, and I'm going to pop over my lap 
laptop and be disciplined and sit here and get my work done. Because I know if I stay at home, I may get a little lax and like, you know what? I'll get to that later, right? So the biggest thing is just being disciplined for me. And that's how I stay efficient because I know things have to get done. And if I don't do it, who else is going to do it, right? So that's the biggest thing for me. So my husband has this saying, and he's taught his daughters this, you know, probably since they were little kids, our daughters, my stepdaughters. And his, his wording is this, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. I believe he mm -hmm. learned it in the military, but proper planning is major for him. And proper planning is something that in our businesses, we have to plan properly. But I was also thinking about that this morning. And this is what I was thinking about, because I'm still working on discipline. I'm disciplined in a lot of things. But for me, this is what comes to mind when it thinks about my business, my name. My name means everything to me. So when it comes to discipline, I have to think about my name. You know, I was looking at the um, Proverbs 22 and one, I was looking at that and it says a good name is rather to be chosen than rich, great riches. Agreed. I was like, you, ha I, I, I've always been like that. Like my name, my name, not that my name is better than anybody else's, but it's my name. So when I go out and work my business, discipline has to be a part of that because it either my, it either my business will grow or it will decline. It will become greater or it will stay stagnant. So for me, that scripture resonated with me. And then, of course, favor. So discipline is major in your business. You have to get up. 5 a.m. is my thing. If I don't get up at 5 a.m., I'm up at 6 and to start my day. Because there's so much to do on a day. I asked my husband, I was like, is 24 hours really enough to do exactly <laughs> what we need to do? But his rep reply to me was, you just got to make use of your time wisely. That's right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so discipline pays a factor in that in what we do every day. You know, get up, do what we got to do, get in your word, pray, pray, get in your word, have your breakfast, work out, whatever that is, whatever you do. I'm at the office at this time, or I'm in my office, home office. I'm at Starbucks at the Pearl. I'm in my more brick and mortar. I'm in my designated area. By okay. 10 a.m., I'm shutting down, and this is what's happening. I'm going to stay in contact with my people. I'm going to do this. We, you just Discipline comes with a plan, I believe. Right. So planning, um, discipline as well. I think that um, some people, um, when they think about entrepreneurship, they think, Oh, I'll be able to do what I want to do. I'll have all this time. Yeah. I actually work harder as an entrepreneur than I ever did in corporate America um, yep. because you have to. There is not, you know, a fallback guy or anything like that. Like you have to be disciplined. You have to make sure that you are getting things done. Um, one of the methods that I work with some of my clients on is the time blocking method. So, yeah. um, and that goes along with planning and being disciplined as well. Yeah. So you say for this many hours, I'm going to work on this project. And then yeah. you have to do that, right? So you plan your day in those chunks of time, you know, two hours here, four hours there, giving yeah. yourself a 10 minute break or a 30 minute break or whatever you need to make sure that, you know, your brain is ready for the next task. Right. Um, but you utilizing some of those different methods in your days because entrepreneurs technically, I mean, we work 24 seven. When yeah. I go to sleep, at night, I'm probably dreaming about things that I need to be taking care yes. of. From so I think that, you know, being prepared on the amount of work that it's going to take to get 
to get your business started, to get it up and running, and then to keep it running and to be efficient. It's a lot of work. And I don't think people really realize how much work it is to be a business yes. owner. And I want to just work less. You work more. You work more. more. I'm going to throw this in here really quickly. The goal is to put systems in place to buy back your time. You get what I mean? People don't realize that. All the hard work that we're putting in, all the long hours, all the dreaming about what you have to do the next day. Yes, that is in the beginning. But the goal should be to put a system in place to where you can be in Hawaii, Bali, wherever, Jamaica, and be on your laptop, right? Because you're buying back your time and you have systems in place where people are able to do things that, you know, that you can't do sometimes. So that's awesome. Delegation. Yes. Delegation. When I left the mortgage industry and went to the real estate industry, I had an assistant day one. Day one. Day one. Yes. Because... There's the only way I, I felt, I felt the only way to be successful, I had to have an assistant. Agreed. I had to start off. So systems is correct. Systems saves us time. That's right. And delegation. And really, and, and looking into like the best way to set that up in the beginning, like have the systems be the foundation of yes. your business. Yes. Um, automation is key. So the more that you can have happen automatically, the less mm-hmm. you have to touch helps you to be efficient and helps you to buy that time back at the end. So, but you know what? I have to say, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to say this. Automation is good, but 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 that physical touch with our people is important too. I sent my clients, I'm a note writer. I, I like to send mm-hmm. out cards because that's what we did back in dinosaur years. So I like to send the cards because let me tell you, it's something when a person picks up the phone and say, that card touched me. That's right. Oh my gosh, you thought about me. See, automation can't do that. They can they can remind you, but automation can't and make can write the note. I don't know, but I like for them to see my handwriting, my messy handwriting, um, the words that came from my heart. Uh, so I would say definitely automation be the foundation, but that don't let it to be the success of your business where you don't stay in touch. I, I understand both sides of that. And stay exactly. in touch to help to grow the business. And I want to throw some, I want to piggyback off of you because I agree with that. What I learned and when I was actually an apartment locator, right? Think about it. It is tons of apartment locators all through Texas. And I did San Antonio, I did Houston, I did Dallas and Marcus, whatever, right? But I learned that people do business with people, right? And that's I have to piggyback off that because that is so true. And that's what I've learned with me stepping into event planning. It's so many event planners here in San Antonio, right? But what makes me different? Me just being me, right? And people love to do business with me because I want to make you feel special. My mission is your mission. My goal is your goal. Let's have fun while we're doing this business, right? You know, I'm all about supporting my clients and uplifting them. And so, and I I tell everybody, look, God is my foundation, right? So I like to pray with my clients, speak life and tell my clients. So again, people do business with people and people have to learn that as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think you're right. I think it's a delicate balance of the automations and customer service. Because yes. if you're all one-sided, um, you know, all automation, you lose that personal touch. But then if you're all customer, um, you know, if you're doing it all um, by yourself without any automation, then you are losing out on some efficiency. So it's really a delicate balance of making sure that you are still 
the face of your business that you're still reaching your customers, um, but then you have some systems in place to help you help them, right? Um, and I, I love that you said be you. Like that is the key to winning is just being yourself, being unapologetically yes. who God has ordained you to be. Um, I think that's super important because um, sometimes you lose you lose sight of that because you're trying to keep up with the trends or mm -hmm. the times and like, I think it's very important to be yourself and let your services reflect um, the original purpose. And that's where you go back to that business plan. So what was the vision? What strategies and goals did you set up? Um, and I know Essence Learning provides some goal setting um, strategies as well. So be sure to visit essencelearning.net for those strategies. Um, but set those goals and then often refer back to that original purpose and vision and your passion. And Thank why you. did I start this business and am I still in this business for the reasons that I started it? And remember, well, and let me just say this book, there's a book called Raven Fans and it talks about the customer service piece. I, I love books, guys. But let me say, people also, when you start your business, don't get mad because everybody's not going to support it. Agreed. Everybody's yeah. not going to support your business. All of your family is not going to support your business. All your friends are not going to support your business. You cannot take that thing personal. Yes. If you're going to take it personal, you may as well stay at your job where you're an employee yes. for 40 hours a week getting benefits and all of that. Everybody's not going to support you. I learned, this is what I learned. I do everything as unto God. Yes. And when I do everything as unto God, those that are called to me will be to me and those that are not will not. And you keep it moving. I agree. And that's, and that's a great a point. You definitely <laughs> have to understand um, who your target market is and stick yes. with that. And, and, and that will be helpful. Um, you guys, I know we're having such a great conversation, but unfortunately we are running out of time. So I just want to thank you again for sharing with us, sharing your personal journeys um, and helping us to understand how to um, successfully run a business. So I appreciate that. Um, again, you can visit essencelearning.net for more information um, on this topic and a wealth of other information related to leadership. Um, and you can subscribe to the Perspectives podcast on any streaming station. Um, so make sure that you do that as well. Um, any final thoughts as we um, log off today, guys? I do have some to go ahead. Go ahead, Ms. Raquel. No, go ahead. So all I was going to say is this. If God be for you, who can be against you? And that is the truest statement that I can ever say, right? Yeah. Um, like she said, don't, don't, don't get in your feelings. I have to learn how to get out of my feelings. Don't take anything personal and focus on my target audience and you will be successful. Always yep. remember that. Yep. I Thank say you, submit Rachel. your vision to God. Submit your visions to God. Submit your vision to God. God gives us the desires of our heart. Yes, he does. Make sure that it lines up with his will. Yes. If it's God, if you give God the vision and it's God will, he will provide the provision. You will not mm -hmm. be in lack of provision when yes. God is a part of the vision. Yes. So I say do everything as oh, unto okay. God. Go out there. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if God gave it right. to you, have the faith to do it and move forward. Yes. God be with you. That's right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Um, this has been another Perspectives Podcast. Thank you.
Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.